0: Welcome to the Girlfriend Doctor Show. I'm Dr. Anna, and I'm excited to be with you today. You know, there are so many things, obstacles we face in life. What about turning midlife? What does midlife actually mean? And there's so much fear around menopause and aging, what that means for us, how our body changes. There's the whole issues about weight gain and are we really living our truth are we really living our purpose are we where we want to be at this stage of our life at half a century in our 50s what does it feel like for you and so You know, these issues come up over and over again, and it did for me too, that weight gain without doing anything different, that whole career change in my late 40s, not something we expect to be doing, let alone me as a single mom, just having a complete burnout and career change. And I know that many, many of you deal with it too. And you know what I'm here to talk about, about breezing through menopause into our second spring so we can live the next half of our life just joyously, together, connected in the best health of our lives. Speaking of which, I have found this infrared yoga center. It is called Ritual One Yoga here in Dallas. And they have infrared plates. So you're heated basically from the inside out. And I have never ever sweat so much in my entire life. I feel better now physically than I have In at least a decade since I last did my sprint triathlon. I think I was 43 when I did that triathlon. So, you know, I had to check that box, and I don't think I've ridden my speed bike maybe once or twice since, I've got to get back on it one day. But anyway, you know, I mean, these are things like I'm now addicted to this hot yoga class I'm so excited about. And it's really a good place to be. It's really a good place to be for me who, you know, never wants to go exercise, but I'm always glad that I did. So, yeah, we're going to hit on these topics. And I think definitely let's hit on what happens, like what happens? Why does our weight start shifting start, why do we start gaining weight without doing anything different? And, um, I have a special friend, a good friend, and actually she is the author of this book, Life is Not a Race, It is a Journey, and she is just an amazing woman. So she's a friend of mine, a friend to the Girlfriend Doctor community. She is a coach, and she has done so much in helping women achieve, women and men, athletes, elite athletes achieve their highest potential. So I'm really excited to bring Debbie Potts onto the couch here at the Girlfriend Doctor Show. And hey, Debbie, how are you? Welcome.
1: I'm great. I wish I'm sitting on the sofa next to you, but I'm in my office somewhere else.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Next time. You know, one of the things that you write about and you help people through is that weight, that weight piece, right? And even yourself as a you know, elite athlete, right? Struggled with yes. this and this that midlife. And I know your birthday, you're turning 50 this year. Is that
1: right? Actually, I say five zero. I haven't been able to say that full word. Oh
0: five zero. God. Embrace <laughs> it. Embrace it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, you know, struggled with weight without even Eating differently or changing my exercise. I was training for Ironman's and competing at a high level in my age group. And I kind of hit this burnout system in my body. Suddenly I was fatigued and I gained 30 pounds really quickly. And I felt like everyone was looking at me thinking I must have just quit working out and started eating junk food, sitting on the sofa all day watching movies. And it yeah, was a
0: beer. You yeah. Know, I mean, what were.
1: I know, I was embarrassed. So that was part of it, you know, added on to every other stress that was going on my body. It's like you're embarrassed to be walking around and feel like everyone's talking about you. So yeah, I gained weight without even changing my healthy eating and my exercise plan. So it is possible to get insulin resistant without changing what you're eating. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, that is, I mean, it's defeating. When that happened to me, it was like 20 pounds overnight without doing anything different. i 48 or turning 48. And that was like that, you know, the brain fog swept in, the weight gain, the irritability. For me, it was all of those things. And I write about that in my books, The Hormone Fix and Keto Green 16. And you talk about your journey in your book, Life is Not a Race, Life's a Journey. I love that. I always like to say that it is about, it is about the journey, right, versus yeah. even the destination. So when you were dealing with this and that, you know, and that tra- trauma, I mean, it's really traumatic. You feel like your body's betrayed you. So how mm-hmm. did you
1: reverse this? You know, it's, it's taken a long time. That started in 2013, 8 years ago and it was in March and I just struggled trying to figure out what was going on. I was in a coaching programs myself to be health coach and different people were speaking at this seminar is at about heart rate variability and you know the Dave Asprey was speaking back then about bulletproof coffee and we're talking about fasting and cold thermogenesis and all this stuff and and then I realized, you know, something's wrong with me. And I, I started going down this path, trying to get help, trying to get answers. But what I learned probably more recently is that it's it's not a quick fix. And it's, it's not just taking a pill and getting that magic solution. And no one else could do, fix a problem for me. I had to change my lifestyle habits and my ways. I was looking for what, you know, lab tests and get supplements. And I, you know, saw eight, nine different people trying to get some results and you know i learned the hard way and that's kind of why i do what i do now to help people realize it's it's a journey and it's lifestyle habits along with getting the right functional lab to right nutrition program for your body and supplements as needed but not just think i'm going to out supplement my way without changing my lifestyle habits
0: yeah, and you had really healthy exercise routines and lifestyle habits, so how did you shift that? What's your day look like now?
1: <laughs> well, very different. I mean, I was training you know, for Ironman Hawaii. I just finished, and so I was training for marathons and 50K trail runs in my off season. <laughs> I got off Ironmans, and I was always wow. training, but, and I was you a know, personal trainer and teaching classes, and so I was always exercising, and that was probably a little bit part of it, doing too much. As I say, it's that Goldilocks effect of everything is to find the right amount of you know stressor that's good for you and exercising too much is not good for you. <laughs> so more is not better. So now is just is I've learned over the years and finally, you know, this it hasn't really been until the past year of the pandemic that forced us all to stay home and slow down. And you can't go to your classes, you can't go to your usual things that you do unless it's outside on your on your own and so now it's like okay i do some walking i've been doing yoga i started doing yin yoga at night a couple times a week and you know doing walk breaks at lunchtime. and i i've said to my clients that meal times don't mean eat it means move and get outside at sunrise watch the sunset so being more out active but i i now have to run and take two days of doing something else before I run again. So it's not just, you know, I used to bike run, swim bike run four days a week plus strength training and all this stuff. So I was doing two or three workouts every day. So I had to really modify that.
0: Well, and that's such an important point, right? So it was too much that mm-hmm. you were doing and and sh- shifting up. And some, so that's what I often tell women it's, it's not necessarily about doing more, maybe about doing less. And when we can manage the cortisol, like if our workouts are burning us out and, you know, drying up our adrenals, right, like really stressing out our adrenals, then that's going to cause a consequence of that, that weight gain, that inflammation, the kind of the lash back from not, you know, honoring the recovery time maybe that we needed.
1: And I think that's essential for a lot of people that I know that aren't necessarily athletes, but we're tight. AAA-driven, ambitious, high-performing individuals, that we have that mentality that I have to do more and more is better. And I think a lot of times we think that if I'm not doing something all the time, I'm lazy, I'm unproductive, you know, that I need to always be on. And that's something we have to learn. Like if you are an overachiever, you have to learn a little bit less and find that right amount that you can create that positive effect.
0: Yeah, Debbie. So what are some of the red flags people should be looking for that they're actually doing too much?
1: <laughs> well, I think the a big thing is, it's obvious you can't ignore is that you can't sleep, right? You wake up, you might go to bed and then you wake up at that 2am timeframe. It's usually when we have that cortisol or blood sugars up higher, the liver is activated and there's stuff going on in your body that you're just like staring at the ceiling going, why can't I fall asleep? And you just think it's morning time and it's, you know, middle of the night. And I think that's a big thing. That's why now I'm so serious about my sleep. And I finally got an aura ring to track my sleep and figure out what kind of hacks I can do to create more effective results in my overall sleep quality. But that's number one is, is paying attention to your sleep and knowing. Oh, I've got to show
0: you something. Cause we're talking about sleep and I've been tracking my sleep and this is my typical sleep. Like that was, that's like up and down. Actually, that's even better than it used to be, but um, I've been I've formulated a sleep supplement. So now I'm getting this deep, deep sleep, and it's really good. Unless I drink. So yeah, I did with the supplement, without, with you know, just really consistent. Without. <laughs> So really that. consistent results. Like what yeah. a huge difference. I mean, it's a huge difference. And now I also found out that, you know, I can have a little white wine and it can be okay. But if I have red wine, it's disturbing my sleep. How bizarre um, is that? That's my latest um, research.
1: <laughs> well, I think that it is <laughs> N equals one, right? I mean, I say we're right. all unique by all individuals. So that's exact you know, way to figure out what, what are my stressors because no one's the same, but you know, you can figure out what you can tolerate. That's not going to overfill your beaker of stress. And what is that tipping point before I'm going to have this breakdown and burnout and this whole domino effect of health issues. So, you know, sleep is a great thing to track. Luckily nowadays we can, you know, get a, or a ring or whoop band or whatever to track our sleep and then figure out like you're doing, how can I, I have the N equal one experiment and tag what things I used and how can I sleep better. And because that's exactly. that recovery and repair and detoxification, I think is so essential to our health. So it's a big one.
0: But so red flag number one is your sleep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, number one that. And then I think, you know, I I had a lot of weird food sensitivities. You know, I I used to be able to have an apple. And I'm the better, and I could just like everything was giving me a headache, and instantaneously, it just I reacted to things. So I got I kind of found it over time insulin resistant and weird food sensitivities just because of you know chronic stress impacts everything. So you create that constant stress response, and nothing really knows how to shut off. So I think that was a big thing for me. Things did work well. The other big red flag was I have this a chapter in my book, I drank wine and I was fasting and worked out beforehand before drinking wine. I was sick for a week and knowing my liver, knowing what I know now is liver was congested. I can't process those toxins, the alcohol. So it's, you know, learning all these weird things were starting to happen. Injuries, like you suddenly have all these aches and pains and things that just slower recovery. That was another big thing. And then just depression you know just feeling poor self-esteem because everyone you feel like is looking at you and then you're embarrassed but then you just can't find that same sense of joy and vitality and thriving every day you just are struggling all day and you just I had to have a nap in that afternoon so that was another thing like do you feel tired in the afternoon and you know you can't sleep at night and your circadian rhythms all messed up
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and actually bring up that point, especially that sense of feeling embarrassed, worrying about what other people think. And and this comes from, I had, I just interviewed Joan Rosenberg, Dr. Joan Rosenberg on The Girlfriend Doctor Show, and she's the author of 90 Seconds to Life You Love. And we talked about the issue of harsh self-criticism, how important it is to get that nasty bitch off our shoulder. Seriously. And that in that in that framework. And when these are all things like many every one of the things you mentioned every one of these red flags brings down our energy right slows down our metabolism creates sludge in our body is that contributor all of that without one mention about what we're eating right creates that weight gain without doing anything different so these these good habits we've had and that was it for me so that's how i and that's how we connected through my keto green plan but just like you know that concept of the right balance with intermittent fasting in the right way and Mm -hmm. and that piece, but always say it is It is maybe 25% about what we eat, and there's so much more to it. Well, we're going to be right back in a second to talk about uh, burnout and how we can prevent burnout, heal from burnout, because it's one of adrenal issues, adrenal issues, adrenal dysfunction or hypofunction or whatever it may be is one of the hardest things that, that we treat as physicians because it is such a there is such a strong lifestyle piece to it. And many of the things that that we will share kind of counterintuitive to what we're doing on a regular basis. So we'll be right back in a second. So hang on. All right. Welcome back, Our, Debbie. So we had a great session talking about weight loss resistance, what happening when you're gaining weight without doing anything different, and some of the red flags that we should be aware of because that are part of the contributing factor to that. Right now, I want to talk about burnout. And you had mentioned in our last episode, our last segment, that, you know, your experience with, with that being a elite athlete training for Ironman, and then actually burning out of your life, technically, right?
1: I was in the best shape of my life. And, you know, I I just feel like on this mission since then, and it's finally to this year, I'm able to follow that passion. I feel like it's my I have this purpose, you know. You have a sense of purpose, and it's to help other people avoid going through what happened to me, because I didn't know what happened. That's why I wrote my book, "Life Is Not a Race," to really process it for myself. Go, wh- where did this even come from? Because I was going, you know, top racing in my age group and doing Ironman Hawaii. I was lean and strong and fit and felt invincible, superhuman. You know, I just feel like you're a Wonder Woman, that no one can knock you down, and then suddenly. It felt like overnight that I just went from this high level to rock bottom. And there obviously it didn't happen like that. There's steps, things that went on for years probably that I didn't pay attention to. I had no idea because you're kind of thriving on that high level. And then you kind of hit those hormones just go rock bottom. And I think it's so essential to point that out to people and just go, okay you know are you living that fast pace of life that you're waking up at you know four in the morning and you're not stopping until you get home and hit the pillow say nine o'clock or ten o'clock for a lot of people that you're burning the candle at both ends it's just never ending
0: yes yeah that's so true and that exact example of burning the candle at both ends right Mm -hmm. been there done that and then there's the shift in capacity this and and this concept so when I test like you know, adrenals, adrenal function. There were many things that we're looking at, B vitamins, organic acids, nutrient status, DHEA. And that's one of the four key essential tests. I want everyone to know if we're doing a blood test, DHEAS is one of the numbers. I want everyone to know their number. Like I want them to know their hemoglobin A1C, their inflammatory marker of HSCRP and their vitamin D25 hydroxy. I have, you know, I've talked about this in prior episodes of, of the Girlfriend Doctor show. And it's so important to really look at what's happening over time and things that, that really create this kind of resuscitation of the adrenal gland. So what have you found in working with your coaching clients and, and through your own experience too, that have been the biggest needle movers?
1: I, I think it's really just this past year, knowing that, you know, changing your work schedule and prioritizing sleep and I might not have a lot of social plans, but COVID made that easier. But just like nighttime during the weekdays, Sunday through Thursday, I'm I'm strict about going to bed and creating this routine that I do some yin yoga, some gratitude journal I've been writing in every day for almost a year, which is kind of funny to go back and read a year ago what was going on, but just writing three things I'm grateful for at night. And reading in my book at least three pages is always my goal and then just creating this relaxing atmosphere and having that you know good routine every night that's been my biggest thing I think really prioritizing that sleep as I said before but also I think for me it's slowing down and just breathing right just and just take three deep long inhales and exhale you just feel that reset that shift and you kind of, I can feel when the breathing gets short, you kind of get in that sympathetic dominance phase and you, you just need to have that shift back and recalibrate and just taking a little 30 seconds to a minute, just stop and breathe. And I just, I was think of it as your computer, when your computer doesn't work, what do we do? We push control, t- delete, reset. And I just feel like we need to do that reset, reboot for our own body. So just slowing down, putting more pauses through the day, because I think we kind of tend to be, you know, especially women, we're always going all day long and people that have kids and cooking and house chores and just work and everything is just so hard to just not realize that, okay, I haven't stopped, you know, just stop and pause. And that's just the biggest thing I've learned. And it's so easy. It doesn't cost anything. <laughs> it's just no gadgets needed, but just know how to breathe. It's crazy. Well,
0: and that's such an important and simple thing that we can do, but yet we don't. I mean, really, yeah. like we don't. So, like setting an alarm or something in your phone and that reminder at the top of the hour that we have to do something. And it's hard for yeah. me too. I remember thinking, my day is scheduled from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. Like, wow. oh, there is no, there was no place to put anything else. And I, I swear, I get more done in, in, in a. a tenth of that time now than I, I did then, I think, and mm-hmm. certainly have been more productive and purposeful. But, you know, what do you say to that, that busy woman, that working mom, that, you know, just that <laughs> living with that schedule, 5 a.m. to 10 PM of of
1: priorities, mm-hmm. of tasks, of to do. Well, I I keep saying lately, you know, no one the word health optimization, no one really knows about it, just seems like it wasn't a thing till this year. And but it's going into what that is about you know, taking care of yourself. And then I take that, what is that about? Is self care is self-love and loving yourself enough, caring about yourself to honor your needs and respect what your body's telling you. But first, of all, I guess you have to learn how to pay attention because your body's gonna tell you when you need to push that pause button and stop and know when you're going too fast, you need to slow down. You'll know, put a stop sign in there. And I think that's just the biggest thing is just to maybe journal and even write, you know, what can you do to take care of yourself today? What are three things and and start doing simple things like that and then creating those new habits, maybe you need a sticky note or a reminder or, you know, alarm go on to get up and move every two hours if you've been sitting. But I think a lot of times people are just moving all this all the time that they we just put the oxygen max on first, cause not what women tend to do. They, especially people that have kids and family, they're just giving, giving, giving. And so I find that with a lot of my clients is just like, they feel guilty if they're doing anything for themselves There's always constant worry for family and for work or other things than themselves. So learning how to accept that it's okay. Don't feel guilty that you're doing something for you or you're spending money investing in your own health and and then start working those lifestyle habits because there isn't any magic supplement you can take all the supplements you want but if you don't change lifestyle habits and of course what you're eating it's a long haul i mean it's taken me eight years to figure that out (laughs) so it's taking care of you first
0: well um how is your life different now debbie
1: (laughs) well i had a fitness studio. Thankfully I closed October, 2019. So pre COVID and that was a constant stress for me being a small business owner, you know, what doesn't matter what job I was doing. I was running my own business, you know, training clients, teaching, doing all the back end stuff, but it was high rent. so That was 10 years of my life of constant worry, constant stress. And that was my big stressor in my life. And I finally was able to close the doors. Basically, because the building was being torn down. So I probably would have still owned it because I'd felt like a failure if I didn't shut it down and move on to follow what my purpose is. And I that was a big stress, but that kind of led me down the way that I can focus on being a, a health coach full time. And I started to do that before COVID and and training people, but my life completely changed last year because as you know, I moved from Seattle to north san diego where i've always loved even the cost of living is higher and the you know politics are a little crazy sometimes but i love being where i'm looking out to mountains and i'm 20 minutes to solana beach and i have that new lifestyle and that's for me is we call it the, the quality of life move we were moving to take care of ourselves and now i can you know be in the mountains i can walk on the beach and that for me it was like taking care of my soul i taking care of myself because if I didn't move out of that place where I was, I would have been constantly on and not, I think, ever really healing myself spiritually. Yeah, physically, sometimes, mentally.
0: sometimes it's that, you know, sharp disconnect, right? And where do we pivot midlife and just think, you know, how we re, you know. Uh, redefine ourselves or, or up level our lives, so to speak, by really tapping into what we love and what our desires are. And I love this quote that's an ancient Middle Eastern quote, an ancient Arabic saying that says, um, When you have your health, you have a million wishes. When you don't have your health, you have but one, right? To have your health. Yeah. And so it's that important, the yin and yang of um, that balance of life balance and, and, you know, trusting your intuition, trusting yeah. what your next right exactly. step is for you. I think it's so cool. We are running a parallel, you move to um, that gorgeous uh, estate in San Diego, and I've moved from Georgia to here. I mean, I was not expecting it, and certainly not in the middle of a pandemic, but I'm just, I'm just loving it. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I'm glad I have the energy to be able to do this. And- Mm -hmm you know and it, it i know many people listening can think okay you know right now there's there's other stresses that i'm dealing with like where where's the end to the financial stress that the, maybe the mm-hmm. pandemic has brought on or what are those concerns in georgia when it was 2015 2016 and and we had hurricanes back to back and I lost 80% of everything, I was near broke. And so redefine, having the energy, having the health, having the quality of life to redefine our our next step, to make that next step, to have the energy to, and. And to establish quality relationships and connections, all of that is invaluable. I was talking with someone today, Debbie and on a, a phone call. One of our winners in our Keto Green 16 Challenge, and um, she said, "You know, Dr. Anna, I'm just, you know, worried about, you know, financial and and how much, you know, it costs to to invest in my health, and I haven't been really, you know, able to to add in supplements or what, you know." And I said, "You know." Well, what are you dealing with now? And she goes, just chronic, chronic depression and just feeling isolated. So what would your life look like if you had the energy and felt joyful and could, you know, manifest, you know, what, what could you manifest? And she's like, I know what you're saying. And I said, trust me, if I didn't believe it, if I didn't experience it myself, I wouldn't be telling you this. When we invest in ourselves, everything else gets better. And and with that, I always say, and philanthropy, right, and charity, and helping, giving a helping hand to someone else, that is a powerful paying it forward. That boomerangs back to us tenfold, and is not the reason to do it, of course, but it is just just. Just do it. Trust me, it works, right? Yeah. And so, when we have our health and investing in our health, even to say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this, uh, you know, um, segment these resources for two months to really dive in. I can commit for two months and do it. And she was like, okay, I'll do it for two months. And I, I know in two weeks you'll be feeling so mm-hmm. much better. And then that's another energy level. And then you're magnetizing more positive things into your life. However, that manifests financially or otherwise, right? So- yeah.
1: I think that's an essential part is, is is putting it out there. If it's writing it down, I, I know we've done that in a lot of my business groups is like tapping Tuesdays and, and writing down your goals and just like the tapping the EFT method and different things that we've done just to put it out there in the universe. Like this is what I want to have it happen. And like this year, I want to help people reduce that chronic stress. I want to help them live their best life and and especially as i get older i want to improve the aging process for myself but how you can live your best life your second half of your life and not just blame the aging process blame your hormones and think that this is my new normal this is you know i'm supposed to go through menopause i'm going to feel like crap and you just set that up But it's having that positive mindset, positive attitude, creating that positive energy that I'm such a big believer in and and keep reminding yourself that because we can just have that negative self-talk that just puts you down and it's hard to get out of that. It is. And I always like to
0: say, visualize that example of someone who's 20 years older than you. So like I'm 54, someone who's 74 or older, right? So like, who's that perfect person that's just thriving, you know, or, or even one or two years older than you, right? Who's just like ahead, a step ahead of you. But I think of my Aunt Margo, who's in New York City, she turns 90 this year. And she is she's just hanging out in New York City, she will walk <laughs> the park, she Ballroom dances. She played mm-hmm. tennis until a couple years ago, and I mean, like I, I think of people like her, and I love the the yogi, this ninety year old yogi that is doing handstands. I'm like, uh-huh. okay, if if one person can do it, others can do it, right? We mm-hmm. can continue to achieve it. So think in your mind, you know, have that visual of of someone that you respect, adore, love that is thriving, mm-hmm. and and then in, envision yourself. like future cast yourself that 10 20 years and it's powerful my father was really good at that because i remember when he was 79 and he was failing fast And his doctors i write about this in my book the hormone fix and his and ketogreen 16 the the i have a whole males chapter in ketogreen 16 and the doctors were just washing their hands of him and i said dad what do you you know like what you know are you done living he goes no I'd like to make 80 so he just po- focused a year ahead right like to make 80 and then at 80 he's like I'd like to make 90 he lived to 91 you know so these little tips you know and focusing on the positive and the possibilities mm-hmm. is is empowerment and you're a living example of that Debbie tell tell our listeners how they can coach with you and get your book and connect yeah you.
1: I am on DebbiePotts.net. It's my website, my Instagram and Facebook. It's a low carb athlete is my handle. And my book, Life is Not a Race, It is a Journey is on Amazon, as well as my manual I put together called the Holistic Method Manual and Workbook, working on your inner core and then working on the outside, like with lifestyle habits to help really teach people to burn fat, optimize health and improve performance. But I'm all about longevity I think the main goal we should be looking at, is like we just were saying what we wanted, what do you want to be doing? And how do you see yourself, your future self? So I think that's so essential to our health is looking ahead and seeing how I want to live my life. My husband wants to live in Italy half the year. So we have to, <laughs> See ourselves traveling and hiking the hills in, in Tuscany and the hilltop towns and going to Portofino and Positano and all over. That sounds lovely. I love that. I love that visual.
0: I I just love it. So, well, I want to thank you for being with us today. And I want to thank everyone who's watching here, The Girlfriend Doctor Show. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel and hit that bell notification. So you guys, every time we put a new episode, you will be notified. And I love getting your feedback and your comments and your questions. So at dranna.com, On my show page, there is a place you can ask or tell me anything, and there is no such thing as too much information. So be sure to visit that page and fill that out. I look forward to hearing from you. And till next time. Thank y'all. Thank you for watching this video. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel here and get those notifications and comment below. Let me know your thoughts, what you loved and what your action step is.